Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our very dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you also have a link atop for online edition, you'll see the link through to Course in Miracles OE. Also on that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up. And there you can sign up to receive a daily email that contains both the reading for the day as well as the uh, lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 10, God and the Ego. We'll be reading Section 3, The Willingness for Healing, and Section 4, From Darkness to Light. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 116, which is a review of Lesson 101, God's Will for Me is Perfect Happiness, and Lesson 102, I Share God's Will for Happiness for Me. And by way of opening this morning, I just couldn't resist this poem from Hafiz that goes, I sometimes, I sometimes forget that I was created for joy. My mind is too busy. My heart is too heavy for me to remember that I have been called to dance the sacred dance of life. I was created to smile, to love, to be lifted up and to lift others up. O sacred one, untangle my feet from all that ensnares. Free my soul that we might dance as that our dancing might be contagious. Oh boy, I share God's will for happiness for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Great poem, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Going on. <laughs> All right, my friends. Here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne. Fran, Robin Marie, Lana, Donna, and Karen. And we're joined in listening this morning by Harrison. Uh, has anyone else joined us that like to say good morning? I don't think so yet. Okay, well, let's see if we aren't joined as we go along here this morning reading Chapter 10, God and the Ego with Section 3, The Willingness for Healing. If sickness is separation, the will to heal and be healed is the first step toward recognizing what you truly want. Every attack is a step away from this, and every healing thought brings it closer. The Son of God has both Father and Son because He is both Father and Son. To unite having and being is only the will is excuse me, to unite having and being is only to unite your will with his, for he wills you himself. And you will yourself to him because in your perfect understanding of him, you know there is but one will. Yet when you attack any part of God and his kingdom, your understanding is not perfect and what you will is therefore lost to you. Well, mine. 
worry. Okay. Chapter 10, God and the Ego. Section 3, The Willingness for Healing. If sickness is separation, the will to heal and be healed is the first step towards recognizing what you truly want. Every attack is a step away from this, and every healing thought brings it closer. The Son of God has both Father and Son because He is both Father and Son. To unite having and being is only to unite your will with His, for He wills you Himself. And you will yourself to Him because in your perfect understanding of Him, you know there is but one will. Yet when you attack any part of God in His kingdom, your understanding is not perfect, and what you will is therefore lost to you. Healing thus becomes a lesson in understanding, and the more you practice it, the better teacher and learner you become. If you have denied truth, what better witnesses to its reality could you have than those who have been healed by it? But be sure to count yourself among them, for in your willingness to join them is your healing accomplished. Every miracle which you accomplish speaks to you of the fatherhood of God. Every healing thought which you accept, either from your brother or in your own mind, teaches you that you are God's son. In every hurtful thought you hold, wherever you perceive it, lies the denial of God's fatherhood and your sonship. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 17. Healing thus becomes a lesson in understanding. And the more you practice it, the better teacher and learner you become. If you have denied truth, what better witnesses to its reality could you have than those who have been healed by it? But be sure to count yourself among them, for in your willingness to join them is your healing accomplished. Every miracle which you accomplish speaks to you of the fatherhood of God. Every healing thought which you accept, either from your brother or in your own mind, teaches you that you are God's son. In every hurtful thought you hold, Wherever you perceive it, lies the denial of God's fatherhood and your sonship. 18. And denial is as total as love. You cannot deny part of yourself because the remainder will seem to be unintegrated and therefore without meaning. And being without meaning to you, you will not understand it. To deny meaning must be to fail to understand you can heal only yourself, for only God's Son needs healing. He needs it because he does not understand himself and therefore knows not what he does. Having forgotten his will, he does not know what he wants. Thank you, Fran. 
and Robert Marie. Eighteen. <clears throat> and denial is as total as love. You cannot deny part of yourself because the remainder will seem to be unintegrated and therefore without meaning. And being without meaning to you, you will not understand it. To deny meaning must be to fail to understand. You can heal only yourself, for only God's Son needs healing. He needs it because he does not understand himself and therefore knows not what he does. Having forgotten his will, he does not know what he wants. 19. Healing is a sign that he wants to make whole, and this willingness opens his own ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit, whose message is wholeness. He will enable you to go far beyond the healing you would undertake, For beside your small willingness to make whole, he will lay his own complete will and make yours whole. What can the Son of God not accomplish with the fatherhood of God in him? And yet the invitation must come from you, for you have surely learned that whom you invite as your guest will abide with you. Thank you, Robin Marie and Lana. Okay, 19. Healing is a sign that you want, that he wants to make whole. And this willingness opens his own ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit, whose message is wholeness. He will enable you to go far beyond the healing you would undertake. For beside your small willingness to make whole, he will lay his own complete will and make yours whole. What can the Son of God not accomplish with the fatherhood of God in him? And yet the invitation must come from you, for you have surely learned that whom you invite as your guest will abide with you. 20. The Holy Spirit cannot speak to an unwelcoming host because he will not be heard. The eternal guest remains, but his voice grows faint in alien company. He needs your protection, but only because your care is a sign that you want him. Think like him ever so slightly, and the little spark becomes a blazing light that fills your mind so that he becomes your only guest. Whenever you ask the ego to enter, you lessen his welcome. He will remain, but you have allied yourself against him. Whatever journey you choose to take, he will go with you, waiting. You can safely trust his patience, for he cannot leave a part of God. Yet you need far more than patience. <laughs> Thank you, Lana and Donna. 20. 
The Holy Spirit cannot speak to an unwelcoming host because he will not be heard. The eternal guest remains, but his voice grows faint in alien company. He needs your protection, but only because your care is a sign that you want him. Think like him ever so slightly, and the little spark becomes a blazing light that fills your mind so that he becomes your only guest. Whenever you ask the ego to enter, his, you lessen his welcome. He will remain, but you have allied yourself against him. Whatever journey you choose to take, he will go with you, waiting. You can safely trust his patience, for he cannot leave a part of God. You need, yet you need far more than patience. 21. You will never rest until you know your function and fulfill it. For only in this can your will and your father's be wholly joined. To have him is to be like him, and he has given himself to you. You who have God must be as God, for his function became yours with his gift. Invite this knowledge back into your minds, and let nothing that will obscure it enter the guest whom God sent you will teach you how to do this if you but recognize the little spark and are willing to let it grow. Your willingness need not be perfect because he is this. If you will merely offer him a little place, he will lighten it so much that you will gladly extend it. And by this extending, you will begin to remember creation. Oh, thank you, Donna. And Karen. 21. You will never rest until you know your function and fulfill it. For only in this can your will and your father's be wholly joined. To have him is to be like him, and he has given himself to you. You who have God must be as God, for his function became yours with his gift. Invite this knowledge back into your minds, and let nothing that will obscure it enter. The guest whom God sent you will teach you how to do this, if you but recognize the little spark and are willing to let it grow, your willingness need not be perfect because his is. If you will merely offer him a little place, he will lighten it so much that you will gladly extend it. And by this extending, you will begin to remember creation. 22. Would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? You will accept only whom you invite. You are free to determine who shall be your guest. 
and how long he shall remain with you. Yet this is not real freedom, for it still depends on how you see it. The Holy Spirit is there. Although he cannot help you without your invitation, and the ego is nothing, whether you invite it in or not. Real freedom depends on welcoming reality, and of your guests, only he is real. Know then, who abides with you merely by recognizing what is there already. And do not be satisfied with imaginary comforters, for the comforter of God is in you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Karen. And would there be a new reader then for paragraph uh, 22 and rolling right into From Darkness to Light? New reader for 22 and 23. All right, back to you, Lemoyne. Would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? You will accept only whom you whom you invite. You will accept only whom you invite. You are free to determine who shall be your guest and how long he shall remain with you. Yet this is not real freedom, for it still depends on how you see it. The Holy Spirit is there, although he cannot help you without your invitation. And the ego is nothing, whether you invite it in or not. Real freedom depends on welcoming reality. And of your guests, only he is real. Know then who abides with you merely by recognizing what is there already and do not be satisfied with imaginary comforters, for the comforter of God is in you. Section 4, From Darkness to Light. When you are weary, remember you have hurt yourself. Your comforter will rest you, but you cannot. You do not know how. For if you did, you could never have grown weary. Unless you have hurt yourselves, you could never suffer in any way. For that is not God's will for his son. Pain is not of him, for he knows no attack, and his peace surrounds you silently. God is very quiet for there is no conflict in him. Conflict is the root of all evil, for being blind, it does not see whom it attacks. Yet it always attacks the Son of God, and the Son of God is you. Thank you, Lemoyne and Fran. 
Section 4, From Darkness to Light, Paragraph 23. When you are weary, remember you have hurt yourself. Your comforter will rest you, but you cannot. You do not know how, for if you did, you could never have grown weary. Unless you have hurt yourselves, you could never suffer in any way, for that is not God's will for his son. Pain is not of him, for he knows no attack and his peace surrounds you silently. God is very quiet, but there is no conflict in him. Conflict is the root of all evil, for being blind, it does not see whom it attacks. Yet it always attacks the Son of God, and the Son of God is you. 24. God's Son is indeed in need of comfort, for he knows not what he does. Believing his will is not his own. The kingdom is his, and yet he wanders homelessly. At home in God, he is lonely and admit all his brothers. He is friendless. Would God let this be real if he did not will to be alone himself? And if your will is his, it cannot be true of you because it is not true of him. Oh, my children, if you knew what God wills for you, your joy would be complete. And what he wills has happened, for it was always true. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Marie. Twenty-four. <clears throat> God's son is indeed in need of comfort, for he knows not what he does, believing his will is not his own. The kingdom is his, and yet he wanders homelessly. At home in God, he is lonely. And amid all his brothers, he is friendless. Would God let this be real if he did not will to be alone himself? And if your will is his, it cannot be true of you, because it is not true of him. Oh, my children, if you knew what God wills for you, your joy would be complete. And what he wills has happened, for it was always true. 25, when the light comes and you have said, God's will is mine, you will see such beauty that you will know it is not of you. Out of your joy, you will create beauty in his name, for your joy could no more be contained than his. The bleak little world will vanish into nothingness, and your heart will be so filled with joy that it will leap into heaven and into the presence of God. I cannot tell you what this will be like, for your hearts are not ready. Yet I can tell you and remind you often that what God wills for himself, he wills for you. And what he wills for you is yours. Thank you, Robin Marie. Atlanta. Okay, 25. When the light comes and you have said, in quotes, God's will is mine, you will see such beauty that you will know it is not of you. Out of your joy, you will create beauty in his name, for your joy could no longer, 
I'm sorry, could no more be contained than his. The bleak little world will vanish into nothingness, and your heart will be so filled with joy that it will leap into heaven and into the presence of God. I cannot tell you what this will be like, for your hearts are not ready. Yet I can tell you and remind you often that what God wills for himself, he wills for you, and what he wills for you is yours. 26. The way is not hard, but it is very different. Yours is the way of pain, of which God knows nothing. That way is hard indeed, and very lonely. Fear and grief are your guests, and they go with you and abide with you on the way. But the dark journey is not the way of God's Son. Walk in light, and do not see the dark companions, for they are not fit companions for the Son of God, who was created of light and in light. The great light always surrounds you and shines out from you. How can you see the dark companions in a light such as this? If you see them, it is only because you are denying the light. But deny them instead, for the light is here and the way is clear. Thank you, Lana. And Donna. 26. The way is not hard, but it is very different. Yours is a way of pain, of which God knows nothing. This way is hard indeed, and very lonely. Fear and grief are your guests, and they go with you and abide with you on the way. But the dark journey is not the way of God's Son. Walk in the light, and do not see the dark companions, for they are not fit companions for the Son of God, who was created of light and in light. The great light always surrounds you and shines out from you. How can you see the dark companions in a light such as this? If you see them, it is only because you are denying the light. But deny them instead, for the light is here and the way is clear. 27. God hides nothing from his son, even though his son would hide himself. Yet the son of God cannot hide his glory, for God wills him to be glorious and gave him the light that shines in him. You will never lose your way, for God leads you. When you wander, you but undertake a journey which is not real. The dark companions, the dark way, are all illusions. Turn toward the light, for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever. For your Father is your creator, and you are like him.
Thank you, Donna. And Karen. Um, Lori, I want to tell you that Sandra just texted and she said she has called back three times and her line has been muted. So she can't participate. Oh, dear. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Good heavenly days. I appreciate that. And that was the consequence of that silly star 56. I am so sorry. No problem, Um, thanks. I had had a mental lapse this morning, Sandra. (laughs) I'm very sorry. Um, Let's see now. Uh, Karen, would you like Sandra to read at this time? Sure. Sure. Sandra, would you? Okay. All right. Here we go then. (laughs) Sandra, you know where we're at, right? Uh, What paragraph again? Just to give me the number. Okay, you're going to read 27 and 28. Okay. God hides nothing from his son, even though his son would hide himself. Yet the son of God cannot hide his glory. For God wills him to be glorious and gave him the light that shines in him. You will never lose your way, for God leads you. When you wander, you but undertake a journey which is not real. The dark companions, the dark way, are all illusions. Turn toward the light, for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever. For your Father is your Creator, and you are like Him. 28. The children of light cannot abide in darkness, for darkness is not in them. Do not be deceived by the dark comforters, and never let them enter the mind of God's Son, for they have no place in His temple. When you are tempted to deny him, remember that there are no other gods that you can place before him and accept his will for, your, for you in peace, for you cannot accept it otherwise. Thank you, Sandra. And then Karen. 28. The children of light cannot abide in darkness. For darkness is not in them. Do not be deceived by the dark comforters, and never let them enter the mind of God's Son, for they have no place in his temple. When you are tempted to deny him, remember that there are no other gods that you can place before him, and accept his will for you in peace for you cannot accept it otherwise. 29. Only God's comforter can comfort you. In the quiet of his temple, he waits to give you the peace that is yours. Give his peace that you may enter the temple and find it waiting for you. But be holy in the presence of God, or you will not know that you are there. For what is unlike God cannot enter his mind because it was not his thought and therefore does not belong to him. Your minds must be pure as his if you would know 
that belongs to you. Guard carefully his temple, for he himself dwells there and in peace. You cannot enter God's presence with darkened opinions besides you, but you, you also cannot enter alone. Thank you, Karen. And would there be a new reader for 29 and 30? A new reader for 29 and 30. Okay, back to you, Lemoyne. Only God's comforter can comfort you. In the quiet of his temple, he waits to give you the peace that is yours. Give his peace that you may enter the temple and find it waiting for you. But be holy in the presence of God, or you will not know that you are there. For what is unlike God cannot enter his mind, because it was not his thought, and therefore does not belong to him. And your minds must be as pure as his if you would know what belongs to you. Guard carefully his temple, for he himself dwells there and abides in peace. You cannot enter God's presence with the dark companions beside you, but you also cannot enter alone. All your brothers must enter with you, for until you have accepted them, you cannot enter. For you cannot understand wholeness unless you are whole, and no part of the Son can be excluded if he would know the wholeness of his Father. In your mind you can accept the whole sonship and bless it with the light your Father gave it. Then you will be worthy to dwell in the temple with him because it is your will not to be alone. God blessed his son forever. If you will bless him in time, you will be in eternity. Time cannot separate you from God if you use it on behalf of the eternal. Thank you, Lemoyne um, and Fran. 30. All your brothers must enter with you for until you have accepted them, you cannot enter. For you cannot understand wholeness unless you are whole. And no part of the Son can be excluded if he would know the wholeness of his Father. In your mind, you can accept the whole sonship and bless it with the light your Father gave it. Then you will be worthy to dwell in the temple with him because it is your will not to be alone. God blessed his Son forever. If you will bless him in time, you will be in eternity. Time cannot separate you from God if you use it on behalf of the eternal. Thank you, Fran. And um, Sandra, because 
I accidentally muted your line. Would you enjoy reading that last paragraph twice? Or a third time, I guess? Sure. (laughs) Thanks. All your brothers must enter with you, for until you have accepted them, you cannot enter. For you cannot understand wholeness unless you are whole. And no part of the sun can be excluded if he would know the wholeness of his father. In your mind, you can accept the whole sonship and bless it with the light your father gave it. Then you will be worthy to dwell in the temple with him because it is your will not to be alone. God blessed his son forever. If you will bless him in time, you will be in eternity. Time cannot separate you from God if you use it on behalf of the eternal. Amen. Amen, indeed. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. These two sections are such beautiful gifts. And... um, have the consequence of happiness. (laughs) So let's pause right now and consider our two lessons for today. Uh, We'll consider the first part of the lesson, the review of Lesson 101, here at the top of the hour. And at the half hour, Fran will lead us again in the second part by happiness. I share God's will for happiness for me. So Fran, will you go ahead, please? Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and we are on the third review. And today we are on Lesson 116, which is the review of Lesson 101, God's Will for Me is Perfect Happiness, and Lesson 102, I Share God's Will for Happiness for Me. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from the introduction. We will review two of the last 20 ideas each day until we have reviewed them all. We will observe a special format for these practice periods, which you are urged to follow just as closely as you can. Learning will not be hampered when you miss a practice period because it is impossible at the appointed time, nor is it necessary that you make excessive efforts to be sure that you catch up in terms of numbers. Rituals are not our aim and would defeat our goal. But learning will be hampered when you skip a practice period because you are unwilling to devote the time to it which you are asked to give. Do not deceive yourself in this. Unwillingness can be most carefully concealed behind a cloak of situations you cannot control. Learn to distinguish situations which are poorly suited to your practicing from those which you establish to uphold a camouflage for your unwillingness. Those practice periods which you have lost because you did not want to do them for whatever reason should be done as soon as you have changed your mind about your goal. I will go over to the lesson.
Lesson 116. For morning and evening review. Review of Lesson 101. God's will for me is perfect happiness. God's will is perfect happiness for me. And I can suffer but from the belief there is another will apart from his. Review of Lesson 102. I share God's will for happiness for me. I share my Father's will for me. His Son. What he has given me is all I want. What he has given me is all there is. And now we shall do a, take a minute on Lesson 101. God's will for me is perfect happiness. I can suffer but from the belief there is another will apart from his. Lesson 101, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Amen. Oh, three cheers. Thank you, friend. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you, guys. Hi, this is Fran. I just love this because I never thought as I was growing up and being a little kid and going to Sunday school and all that, that God's will for me is perfect happiness. I thought I had to be obedient to make him love me. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was just the way it was. I'm complete. Yeah. Your way is not hard, but it's very different. <laughs> Thank you, friend. This is Donna. Yesterday, um, the words unbelief and, and no became very important to me. And today, Fran just really said to me, when I was a child, I was taught to believe. But now I know something different. So in today's lesson, uh, Jesus uses uh, no quite a bit and, and new also. And only once does he use the word I believe, and that's in paragraph 24. The son is indeed in need of comfort, for he knows not what he does, 
believing his will is not his own. So for me, that keeps reminding me, I may believe my neighbors get on my nerves because they don't do what I want them to. But I, what I must see in that is I must know they are sons of God. So that's something I can uh, use and work with me, uh, work through me, in me, and for me as I, as I uh, walk my own life. I am complete. Oh, thank you, Donna. Yeah. That's a great highlight, the difference between believe and know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Hi, this is Chris. Wanting to listen and be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Chris. Welcome. Glad you're here. Nice hearing your voice, Chris. Good morning. It's Harris and um, I was informed by a doctor last week that my body suffered from an incurable condition that could result in death. And in the past, when I heard those words, fear would immediately arise. And it's only because I have access to this course that I understand that there's another way to respond to such news. And there's always lessons or readings that speak directly to me. Um, It's almost like every lesson, every chapter, section we read contains um, words, comforting words. Uh, for me and takes me away from the uh, common belief system or the belief system uh, the world's belief system and there are several 
uh, paragraphs in today's reading, and of course today's lesson, that seem to speak directly to me. I was especially drawn to paragraph 29. Only God's comforter can comfort you. Only God's comforter can comfort you. I don't have to put my faith in the medical system. I don't have to put my faith in pills, in the quiet of his temple, the comforter's temple. He works to give me the peace that is mine. All I have to do is to give his peace. That's interesting. Give his peace that I may enter the temple and find it waiting for me. But be holy in the presence of God, or you will not know that you are there. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in heaven. doesn't work that way. I have to all of the thoughts that belong in the world or about the world and just let them go and be holy in the presence of God. So what is unlike God cannot enter his mind because it was not his thought and therefore does not belong to him. I must bring only the thoughts I think with God. And I can grab any thought from this course, I am as God created me, is such a thought. And the door will open. I'm complete. Oh, bless you, Harrison. That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, yay. Thank you so much, Harrison. Oh, Harrison.
Thank you, Harrison. He he holds you in his presence and with you. He holds all of us. Thank you for sharing that. Our eternal voice, Harrison. Thank you. Good morning, this is Sandra, and I loved Harrison. You're, you know, you're under no laws but God's. <laughs> you're not under the doctor's laws or pills or vaccinations or anything else. And um, I've had opportunity to practice that. And, um, you know, I'm also convinced when it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. And, um, and I'm completely surrendered to it. Because I I know I've had the experience. If it's not time, it ain't happening. So I really appreciate your spirit and uh, um, just kudos to you on complete. No, oh, thank you, Sandra. That was a gift. Yeah, that was. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Thank you all. Thank you. Good morning again, Mrs. Sandra. Another quick share. Um, God's plan for me is perfect happiness, and I've mentioned that many times on this on this line because I, I take that very seriously. <laughs> um, and I I look at my life and I say, uh, Am I? Can I accept the circumstances of my life and be perfectly happy? And the answer is yes. Yes, I'm in complete gratitude for exactly how my life is right now, which which creates the space for more to happen. If I'm looking at, you know, something that's missing and I'm focused on what's missing in my life, then I'm going to create the space for more to be missing. But if I can be completely content and happy with the circumstances of my life right here, right now, there's the 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 open door for 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 creation for more creation 
and for creation that's going to probably, because of the law of attraction, bring me more happiness. So gratitude for me for this present moment is the key to happiness. I'm complete. Oh, it is for me too, Sandra. Thank you very much for that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. That's um morning everyone, this is Lori. And and as we as we read these two sections, um I recalled back in chapter six how he said the separation was not a loss of peace but a failure of communication. A failure of communication, a harsh and strident voice of the ego entered instead. And God could not block that out, but rather he gave answer, just capital answer. And his answer is your teacher. And and as I thought about these two sections, you know, we know that giving and receiving are one in truth. And we also know the experience of giving very well. Um, Receiving is an aspect that I've discovered a lot of people um, aren't able to do uh, because of, and I wasn't, and I wasn't, because I had a basic belief in unworthiness. I believed that harsh and strident voice. You said it very well, Fran, when you talked about, I thought my job was to be a good girl (laughs) and be obedient. I didn't know God's will for me was happiness. And it seems as though um, a lot of people who are very unhappy, and this was the essence of my dark night, those 11 years that, that I lost, I had a failure in receiving. Um, giving and receiving are one in truth. God, you know, he calls, he calls, he refers to God as the universal giver. Could the universal giver do anything but give? Could Source do anything but give and extend himself in love unlimited forever? So that's a fact. And the atonement is also a fact, he says. And the answer to all of my trouble with receiving is to accept atonement for myself. The atonement lays aside. It, it is so powerful. It is, it's the one true thing. It is so powerful that it will um, not blot out or destroy, but rather bring the gift of light that makes sight possible. Um, and, and that's what he's talking about in in this first section and also in the second, the willingness for healing. The willingness to receive is um, is heavily um, guarded by the ego thought system. 
Ego does not mean you well, he says. It has nothing in mind for you that's good, but death and all the dark companions, fear, suffering, grief, loneliness. The atonement is the light. It is the light of innocence, purity, love, strength. Um, God's answer is himself. And when I can accept that, now there's a difference between receiving and accepting. I can receive the gift of atonement by acknowledging it in my mind. But I need my heart. I need my heart to accept that light. And the only way to accept that light is to accept the gift of innocence. Lay blame aside, he says. Condemnation must be given up. The idea of conflict, the idea that there's anything except God. This harsh and strident voice arose instead, blotting out the voice of God. God could not destroy that, but he gave a capital answer. His answer is your teacher. And he says, the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the answer, is as loud as your willingness to hear. And so I, I need to start with my willingness to hear. And for me, the easiest way to do that is to have an answer to that harsh and strident voice. It's always telling. It's never asking. It's always telling. And it's always declaring. But the marvelous thing about that harsh and strident voice is it can raise no argument to truth. It has no comeback. It, has, it can't argue with me. <laughs> you know, I can use my reason to say, I don't know. That's not true. Now, if I, this is my practice, if I say, that's not true, what I'm really doing is I'm setting up a conflict in my mind. Now, oh, that's not true. That's not true. And I'm creating an argument where there seem to be two sides. And to me, that's the nature of conflict. I need my thoughts corrected. And the willingness to have them corrected, to me, is as simple as I don't know. I'm not going to argue with that voice. It can't dialogue with me like the Holy Spirit can. It can't answer my inquiry when I ask an honest question. It, it has no capability to um, reason at all. And so when I say I don't know, it has nothing to come back with. Why? Because it is nothing. It is nothing. And that's how I train my mind to listen. And he says, God is very quiet. I mean, I need to really listen. I need the silence in which God can communicate to me himself. And it's not most of the time in words, but you know, you know how that feels when God smiled at you in your heart and you just want to smile back. And that is the nature of light to me. Um, I had a very difficult time with Lesson 73. I will there be light. It's followed directly by 
Lesson 74, there is no will but God's. And that is my request. That's my request of the silence. Pray me. Pray me, Father. Let my will be yours. I don't know what that is, but I want to know. I'm willing. And when I give my willingness, I will listen because that's the prayer. That is the prayer. That is the devotion. That's the request of light from the altar to fill my mind and heart. wonderful thing about the answer, my teacher, he's very quiet, but he makes, he makes treasures in my heart mind. And I don't often know what these treasures are. In fact, most of the time I don't know what they are. But the beautiful thing about sharing the will of God is that it exerts itself effortlessly this will exerts itself to heal to make whole to make holy to give and extend the atonement a lesson in sharing it does this and by its doing that I know what I am and I know what everything is this awareness of capital self um, does everything, includes everything, and is absolute, total love. But I can't see that unless I'm looking to the light, the answer, my teacher. So it is not hard to do your will. The Holy Spirit tells you what it is, and then he does it for you. This Willingness to receive is the same as the willingness to accept. I can receive an idea in my mind, but I need the openness of my heart in order to accept. The openness of my heart casts out all ideas of unworthiness, sinfulness, blame, condemnation, grievance. It's not an easy practice, but it's always, always fruitful. And the fruit is the, the disappearance of the dark companions. All of this, all of this is God's gift to his son. All of it. How willing am I to receive how willing am I to accept? All of this Course of Miracles is a matter of unlearning all the conflict, harsh and strident voice that the ego, this wandering stranger, came into the home of God, brought to, to the mind. This stranger can wander on because it's nothing. I am not hostage to the ego. This mind and heart is host to God. And all of God's gift, gifts come with the package. All of it. I need only look to the light. Keep the windows of my heart unguarded. 
and marvelous things happen. My practice, my practice is as simple as asking for truth and listening. Separation was not a loss of perfection. It was a failure in communication. The answer is always there to be communicated to my receptive and accepting heart and mind. I think I'm complete. Thank you, everybody. Wow, oh, that was great. Thank you so much, Lori. Wow. You sure are complete. Thank you. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Thank you, Lori. So helpful. This is Donna. Yes, when you were speaking about unlearned, we have to unlearn. Earlier it came to me about what it is we learn when we come to this world. We hold ourselves responsible for it, but we're actually brainwashed to think and walk in this thought system that has no reality. And it's very, who even knows? You don't even know until you suddenly one day acknowledge, oh, there's a God? Because I meet people that, that, that don't even know they're, I mean, they're still mad at God. So that, that's what it was so beautiful for me. And, and another thing that popped out in our lesson is because some my, a counselor, a teacher, whatever you would call it, one time she said to me, Donna, you're hurting yourself. I know I did what she was talking about, and I even got a little offended because I didn't, what I said, I didn't know it was hurting myself. And I see here uh, in Chapter 23 where he, he uses that. You have hurt yourself. You have hurt yourself. So thank you for, for that, Lori. Amen. Oh, thank you, Donna. That's, that's how... That's how it happens, yep. But hey, um, do I share God's will for happiness for me? (laughs) Fran, would you lead us again, please? Yes, yes. Okay, so we'll take a moment and go and do the review on Lesson 102. I share God's will for happiness for me. What he has given me is all I want. What he has given me is all there is.
review of Lesson 102, I share God's will for happiness for me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Fran. All I want, all I need. Thank you. I do, too. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Fran. Good morning. It's Karen. Um, Just a few thoughts about the lesson. Um, God's will for me is perfect happiness. I suffer because my ego tells me I have another will and that I want all these things. And it fills my mind with all these idols. And then it has all these cravings and appetites in my body. And it keeps telling me, seek, seek, seek. <laughs> but the Course tells me, seek. The ego's mantra of seeking is seek and do not find. Not all the egos are the cause of my, I mean, idols, did I say? Yeah, all the idols of my ego mind are the source of my suffering. So my God's will for me is perfect happiness. To know God's will is to be empty, empty of the ego mind. It's like free fall into whatever you want, whatever you say, Lord, I don't even know what my will is but I know that my will is your will because everything beautiful, everything pure, everything peaceful and holy is in you. You know, at this particular point in time, I can't even, I can't even imagine it, let let alone experience how great is my happiness when I'm in you. I mean, I remember times when I've been touched by bliss and I've been touched by love, uh, divine love, unspeakable divine love. And that, I know, is what God's will for us is. That it's like um, the only way to get there is to just be empty of all the blocks and all the ego lies. The ego is like saying, oh, I have this happiness much better than what God offers you. You know, come over here and eat this apple, the one God doesn't want you to eat. And it sets me up for this, you know, kind of like a belief. It even says I suffer the belief. It's a belief that there is something out there. But that is a lie. That is a lie. There is nothing that could possibly fulfill me greater or more beautiful or more profound, more sublime, more whole than God. And that's what we're doing the course for. And the reading today said that as long as I have that little spark, that God's will will join me, that the Holy Spirit will join me. And that will become the the radiance, it says, um, the blazing light that fills your mind so that he can become your only guest. So 
I share God's will for my happiness. That no matter what the ego tries to tell me, I will not go there. I will not be deceived. I will not suffer any false beliefs. I know this is a time of purification. This is a time of cleansing and transformation into just being completely empty. I'm just holding the space open, the willingness to open, to only hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, that was so beautiful, Karen. Thank you. Yes, lovely. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Good morning again. This is Sandra. And, um, you know, I, I got so mad at God because I thought something outside of myself was supposed to make me happy. And so I always thought, like you were talking about, Karen, I always thought outside myself, whether it was in food or relationships or the new dress, the whatever it was. And and I got really angry with God because that happiness is within me. It's up to me to to, to go inward, to find that happiness, not to seek outside myself. And the second part of the lesson, I accept God's plan for my perfect happiness, which is I'm, I, I accept it. I accept that I that there's nothing outside of myself that can make me happy. It's my relationship with God and with myself that brings me the most joy. And and I'm being taught here that that's really where the joy comes from. Once I have that joy, now I can extend that outward to my brothers and sisters. But until I have that joy that comes from deep within, that comes from my relationship with my Creator... I cannot extend that out into the world. I'm complete. Beautiful. Beautiful way to express it. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra, that was just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you.
Hi, this is Chris. Um, interesting opportunity for healing occurred for me this morning. I was just being in in prayer and meditation as I was um, making breakfast, and I received a text from a friend and it was in regards to maybe some um, he was mentioning something about an attachment uh, thing and as I read that it really um, brought to my awareness uh, times where I believed I was uh, experiencing um, in the past. And um, I took the opportunity to just just breathe, remain present, and look at that. Of course, God's will for me is perfect happiness and I love the reminder that I could suffer but from the belief there is another will apart from his so what I was witnessing is that will that way of looking from the past that's not a part of me anymore and I really appreciated the opportunity to um, give it over, give it over for his will for me, which is perfect happiness. And I don't need to know how that looks like henceforth. All I need to do is feel that happiness for me now. And the opportunity to giving that over for a more loving way of looking at this, looking at that was the opportunity that gives me that feeling of joy, of goodness that I could share. Because as he gives it to me, he, he wants me to, Share it. God bless that person that's niece. As I bless myself. Um, and to share his loving thoughts for me instead of the ego's past fear for me based on a way of looking. Um, of course, what he's given me is already there. I just have to remove. I just need to remove the blocks to the awareness of that. And thank you, God, for helping me be aware of a block right now that is showing up in my consciousness. And I love the opportunity to treat. Um, through the comforter, uh, any 
any of those patterns, any wounds, internal wounds that might be brought to the light or activated within me. Um, and just keep a keep a, a watch. Up. Uh, there's a 10th step in the 12th step. Continue to take personal inventory. All right. What's let me inventory my mind and see what's there, or let me let me look at what just got brought up for me and make conscious contact with God through forgiveness and releasing of that. And of course, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of that healing that just occurred, share it with others. Practice what you preach and preach what you practice. Complete. Thank you. No, oh, that was beautiful, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Right on. Thank you, Chris. Hi, Judy. Good to hear you today. Hi, Lloyd. Thank you for welcoming me. Hi, guys. I missed you. <laughs> I was talk- very um, synchronicity for me, Chris, talking about inventory because I sat down the last couple of days and really looking at some wrong, wrong-minded thinking, you know, the, the grief and the sorrow and um, anger and self-pity that comes up with um, having a, a constant, pretty constant, consistent, disabling physical pain. It's like, it's hard, it's been hard for me to to stay out of that anger. And um, so I'm really working hard on that. And I love the words that you use, Chris, about um, removing the blocks to the to the awareness of love's presence and peace. And and that's what, where the um, rubber really meets the road. Um, but we need support and, and, and encouragement in order to do this, to recognize that I'm not the only one that's got, uh, that's got suffering going on. And I think in our, in our mutual sharing of it, we, we fortify, and the Course speaks of this, fortifies the the strength and the light and the truth in us so that we know that it's always omnipresent, you know, omni-loving (laughs) to heal us, that that source of healing is always with me. And if I go slowly enough in stillness enough, that um, sometimes that's just what it takes. I got to go really slow and I got to be really still. And it's uh, not my usual modus operandi, and I think that's a big part of my grieving process. You know, I'm, the old gray mare ain't what she used to be, and it's um, it's a real soul sickness to feel sorry for myself, and I recognize it. And um, 
But I have to be sweet and tender with myself and let it go. Surrender and surrender, surrender some more. And um, see, you know, the why for and the what for it keeps coming up in order to be removed. But I love the way you speak of your practice, Chris. You're so inspiring to me. And it's all, are all of you on the call. So that's where I'm at today. I got friends helping me out and cheering me on. <laughs> so my heart's full of gratitude, full of love for you. Thank you for being here. I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, Judy. Thank you. You reminded Thank me you. of one of my favorite favorite quotes, and that is, infinite patience brings immediate effect. And after that, he says, is not a son of God worth infinite patience? Um, oftentimes, those two thoughts rest me and bring me to that point where I can even look upon myself with blessing. And he says it in this section, you can heal only yourself. I can heal only myself. And the healed mind um, extends light and wholeness. It just does. Self-compassion. Tomorrow we'll read that there's this thing that goes on that when blame is withdrawn from outside, it uh, tends to revert to inside. And then I find myself in that place of blaming myself. Um, And now we're back to how willing am I to receive? Can I accept? Can I accept my own worth? My relationship? Thank you, Sandra. With Source. And the marvelous thing about infinite patience is it places me in the receptive mode. I'm just in the receptive mode again where I can receive and communicate with the truth in my mind. So thank you for that share, Judy. It's very beautiful. Thank you both. That was great. Thank you guys. Thank you. Oh, the the thing that really hit hit me about Chris's your share was um, the joy that comes out of that. You know the 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 self examination and you know that that I know I'm making myself miserable and that I I am the one that have to have to save myself from my own my own thinking and um, that that um, you know. I read something the other day that said, says, in our woundedness, in discovering our our woundedness, we we discover our genius, and that joy comes out of that. And that's really, really true. That um, when we're free from it, the freedom and the joy that comes it comes back, that's restored, restores us to our original factory settings. I like to say, you know that. 
things come and go, troubles come and go, difficulties, challenges, life certainly is not without them. And, um, you know, to, to, to share to share them, there's something people used to say in AA, sorrows shared are cut in half and, and joys shared are doubled. So <laughs> I'm going with that today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. This is Sandra again, and I have found that... Um, oh, go ahead. Who's Somebody was speaking. Go ahead. I've already spoken. No, I have two Sandras, so you go. Um, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'll go ahead when you remember interrupt me. <laughs> Um, as um, I was listening to the last year, I thought about, you know, how to, what's the process I can go through to shift from the thought system of worry, unhappiness, um, attack, you know, all of this stuff that, that we experience uh, as a result of our belief in the ego thought system holding on to the world's belief is, you know, it's, um, there's that saying, the world is so much with me. (laughs) And the challenge for me is now, how do I make this shift away from my belief for my dependence on the thoughts and ideas that emanate uh, from the world I see? And the only uh, help I've ever really had, and that comes from uh, all of the lessons and the readings uh, in the Course, and it seems like every day uh, the lessons are reinforcing the idea that my experience here is not my reality. Um, it's it's a, a projection uh, that comes from a part of my mind that has 
no reality and truth. So, um, whether it be, uh, you know, problems in the world, problems in my family, uh, uh, health problems, you name it, they're all projections uh, that come from uh, a part of my mind that doesn't exist in truth. And so the, the challenge for me is to, one, recognize that that's what's happening, and two, to recognize that there was another way, a better way. And that way starts with uh, recognizing that I'm only as God created me. That's all I am. And you know, he reinforces that in lessons like the ones we have today. God's will for me is perfect happiness. That is totally counter to what I believe is my experience in the world. Um, sickness, death, wars, um, you know, all the stuff that seems to be happening. Um, God's will for me is perfect happiness. And the only way I can embrace that idea and make it mine, believe in it, is to realize that anything that is contrary to that idea does not exist. It can't be real. Because God did not create it. And if God did not create it, it does not exist. So I'm preaching to myself here. I'm preaching. That was perfect, Harrison. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and so, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just loved how, how you ended it, Harrison. I'm preaching to myself. Because that's, that's what we're all doing here. I, yeah. I You know, the need to share is, is for me. It's, it benefits me to share. <laughs> the truth about myself and the truth about my brother. It's, it's all a benefit. I, um, go ahead. Um, you go ahead, Lori. Oh, oh, thank you. I was just going to say it's almost top of hour and at the same time to end the recording. But um, what you just shared is perfect, Sandra. Um, <laughs> I had many places I thought to end this recording today, but what I'm hearing from every voice here today is this 
comes from Chapter 5 in Healing and Wholeness. In the mind of the atonement, he said, God honored even the miscreations of his children because because they had made them. But he also blessed them. With what? With a way of thinking that could raise their perceptions until they became so lofty that they could almost reach back to him. And speaking of this way of thinking in the escape from fear, he said, we have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior, but have also said many times before that you can change your mind. When your mood tells you that you've chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you have thought wrongly about some capital soul. Remember, soul is in a state of grace forever. That's our only reality. Thought wrongly about some soul that God created and are perceiving images your ego made in a darkened glass. Think honestly. We're blessed with a way of thinking. Think honestly what you've thought that God would not have thought and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Search sincerely for what you've done or left undone accordingly and then change your minds to think with God's. It is so simple. Uh, Yet needs only my willingness because this way of thinking is always there. Amen, and uh, thank you for affirming that knowing uh, in every share I heard today. God bless us, one and all, huh? And God's will for us is perfect happiness. Here we are at the top of the hour, so I'll end the recording where we can take a moment to give that our attention.